is it considered a visit if you're there for two how long have you been there two months <laughs> if i'm just chilling like the whole summer in texas uh yeah <laughs> Back, welcome to the Drunken Jaguar podcast. I am Bentley. Alongside me is Aset. Where are you at? How are you doing? It's been a long time, man. Hey, you look like you're having a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday, as I told you earlier, I saw a nice Instagram story of you shooting a basketball, very pretty shot, and then you shot into a wall. No hoop. Yeah, um, I haven't. I haven't ventured back into a court yet since the lockdown happened um so my brother and i went to an empty parking lot and qu- played uh uh basketball in air quotes basketball interesting um speaking of being back on the court have you been watching the nba restart hell yes i've been watching any sport <laughs> that they can give me uh what are your thoughts so far has it been like watching basketball pre-covid i mean obviously it's a little different right no fans and then the fake fan noise and the nba has those funny like tv screens up where you're just like looking at like random fans and stuff just on zoom or whatever it's just it's a different feel though isn't it yeah i agree i mean yeah i guess i don't know if it's like the mlb and baseball where you can rent out uh, a seat um i've been watching rangers texas rangers games with my family and you can pay like 50 bucks to have your face printed out and placed on one of those seats and the first game it was packed packed house like those three rows behind the the plate by like second third game (laughs) only like former players like pud rodriguez and like george and laura bush had like their faces on behind the home plate or whatever that's that's how they're making Um, money for basketball i remember seeing Dirk Nowitzki's face was plastered all over the Mavericks ones, but then they still they still superimposed other fans that had that had that are being broadcast into the seat. So it looked like people were sitting on Dirk's lap, <laughs> and he, he had this like very vague expression on his face. I, yeah, Bizarre. I remember seeing. Bizarre. I remember seeing Dirk. That's funny. It's, it's weird. I wonder how the players feel about it. Like how awkward it is. Empty gym, basically. You know, you get to hear everything. But I feel like a lot of uh, players are taking advantage of it. Like players you wouldn't see you know, having really good games, there's some players that are becoming not stars, but you know, they're having a really, they're having a lot of success in the bubble. And I think that has something to do with like the pressure not being as high, you know? Well, I think players are also attending each other's games that they wouldn't be able to attend if they were in different cities. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, you know, I think about like even our pickup games in, in our university recreation center, yeah, we have like we've got like lore. Like there's like, you know, history there. We know who broke the rim and like what year. We know like you know, who who won like twenty games back to back to back, never <laughs> left the court, like all this kind of stuff. And so and so we start to like watch each other's games and you get to know each other, right? I mean, we have several courts next to each other. I can't I can't help but think maybe this community at the bubble is is something similar to that. Like you don't need necessarily the fans to play hard. You've already got the reputation at stake just by playing among this tight knit of community with everybody watching each other's performances yeah it's, it's very pure right it's just you the game and then i think it's it's super cool that the other players can go watch other games right because they don't get a chance to do that all all that often especially again in person right they never get to do that 
It has that March Madness feel a little bit. I think we've kind of seen a variety of different sports restarting. Like certain sports, it seems like they are able to get into that competitive spirit maybe a bit easier than others. Um, one that's been interesting also in Orlando is Major League Soccer MLS. And my experience with MLS restart is that I was really excited to watch it because I, I love World Cup style tournaments. I love these like group brackets and then you get seated and then go into like a, you know, win or die, win or go home tournament mode. And my team, FC Dallas, was disqualified or had withdrawn because of coronavirus tests entering the bubble. So it's like all that, I mean, already we've got a season that was scheduled to start in March and it would usually end like October playoffs, November championship. Already is condensing to this just tournament, kind of like July, August, the kind of thing. And and I, I can't I can't even bring myself to watch it or to root for anyone because my team's out because of COVID consideration. So I, I'm wondering, I'm curious, you know, how long, how much will that affect the other leagues? Like what well, we've already seen, MLB had the uh, Marlins suspended um, for a while, and um, you know, there's, there's always this scare that a team might get suspended at any point. So. And baseball, and they don't have the bubble, and I don't think they'd be even able to have the bubble, you know, because all their teams are in. And hockey and basketball, it's a set amount of teams, and also they're in the postseason, so, you know, they're here for this set amount of time, and once you get eliminated, you're gone. So the team, I mean, when you lose, you leave. So the number of people in the bubble is going to lower as well. But the NBA is definitely doing it right, I think. Hasn't been too many issues, right? Just Just a few, but... Nothing too crazy. Yeah, who's the player that got like his picture taken at a nightclub wearing the mask that you, you receive at the bubble? <laughs> like, yeah, Lou, yeah. Lou Williams. Lou Williams. He, he, said, he said they have the best wings in town. <laughs> He's got to get some. Uh, all right, so let's move on to NFL. Um, we had a bit of NFL news. Uh, we got the Jamal Adams uh, trade. Uh, Antonio Brown... Apparently, he's going to be suspended eight games if and when he were to rejoin a team. Um, COVID, of course, is a big story around the NFL. Uh, Jags have a few players that have already opted out for the season due to personal concerns. Um, any, any big NFL news that's been on your agenda here? Uh, uh, we missed one that we didn't even write down, even though it happened a few weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes got paid so much money. Oh, my goodness. Uh, do you think he deserves it? I think he definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've seen people argue that it was too little or that his 10-year uh, commitment was was too long. Now, of course, there's ways that I, I believe both he and the team can opt out of that at certain intervals throughout the right. contract. But they that won't. essentially, <laughs> essentially, I mean, if, if all goes according to plan and he's still playing at that perennial MVP level like four years down the line, that that there will be players that will be exceeding him in an annual salary by that point or that he theoretically he his his price would be sort of like high market standard but not like the exponential amount that right because that's just how it goes in general but we Mm -hmm. i guess we never seen this so this man they threw him the bag and i think like dak prescott is kind of expected to get you know paid as well maybe not on that level but paid you know and wasn't wasn't the story broken by someone who who was like performing the champagne order for the Chiefs? A guy was like swinging by to pick up all these bottles of champagne, and like the person knew that he worked for the Chiefs, and so by process of elimination, they were like, uh, "Can you confirm or deny that this is this is to celebrate like X to celebrate Y?" Hmm. Whatever. 
Interesting. Other NFL news, we've got a hometown favorite, Jimmy Smith, who has already been uh, somehow voted out of number one spot in the greatest Jaguar of all time in last year's 25th anniversary poll, but has also um, gotten like way less Hall of Fame buzz than his counterpart, Tony Baselli, who's been uh, voted, or not voted into the Hall of Fame, but has been nominated the last four years. Right. Jimmy Smith is um, he's active on Twitter. He's trying to generate some buzz. He's been all over Twitter, right? Every day he's tweeting. And if any random person, as you would know, posts anything about his Hall of Fame status or why he should be in, he, he replies and is like, damn right, basically. People throw out stats. He's all over Twitter right now. I think it's, I never saw this from Jimmy before, though. Like, you, he seems kind of upset about it now. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Did it come out of nowhere, or has he felt this way for a while? I agree. I feel like he's been off the radar for a while. And um, maybe it seems like he's been actively not trying to be active, like not trying to, uh, uh, you know, throw throw his hat into the mix for any of these discussions, really kind of keeping to himself. But suddenly he's definitely putting a push for Hall of Fame nomination this year. Um, going to great lengths, including liking my tweet <laughs> the, from the... <laughs> Drunken Jaguar podcast, which you can follow uh, on Twitter at Junkin Jaguar. That was pretty cool, though. I got I got pretty hyped. I was like driving. I was like, oh shit, that's so cool. <laughs> I definitely got excited uh, for that. He deserves. I, I hope it, he though. makes it. I hope yeah. he makes it. And I think the story is that he's you know they they spin it as his you know drug addiction and uh, various problems are the reason why he hasn't been nominated. And to me, I you know personally. Um, I think we're in a place where a lot of our personal lives is already are already exposed online. Um, you get people who are experiencing resistance publicly because of things they've said or done. In Jimmy's case, um, if what he did was harmful, uh, but he has apologized and turned around from it and everything, I think that's actually a very good story. So I hope that that kind of thing isn't something that keeps him from Hall of Fame nomination when he statistically and you know football-wise very clearly deserves it. Right, because you can spin it both ways. You could say, oh, well, you know, this is the reason you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because it was cocaine, right? Cocaine addiction and DUIs and whatever the hell was going on with him. Or you could say, you know, he fought adversity and he still had a great career with all the shit going on in his life. And his numbers definitely stack up with other Hall of Fame wide receivers. I remember, uh, might have been last episode, but I was comparing him to Isaac Bruce's numbers, who was in the Hall of Fame. And other receivers, you know, because the guys that got nominated this year, I can't remember who they were exactly. I know Michael Irvin might have been up there this year. And I don't know, his numbers are basically the same. He has a Super Bowl, right? I know it doesn't really count because it's with the Cowboys, but and I don't even think he was playing, but he put up crazy numbers in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville was relevant for years, you know, it's not yeah. like they were a shitty team. Because that, that would make sense a little bit. If yeah. you're a yeah. great player on a bad team, maybe. But I mean, yeah, Andre uh, Johnson was deserves. that too, you know? Yeah, he deserves. He's gonna he be deserves. He Not only were they relevant, I mean, he has iconic performances and catches that helped them make it to the AFC Championship game and both of those runs uh, during his career in the late 90s, especially. So, yeah, man. I, 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 I think he definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I hope that they can spend the story that way to support him. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. So if you asked an average NFL fan, I don't know, your age, my age, 
who Michael Irvin is or who Isaac Bruce is, you think they would know their the name, just the name, maybe not watch them play? Uh, well, I mean, actually, Michael Irvin's interesting you mentioned because he has a whole broadcasting career after his retirement. Right. So, so it's a little, so it's a little different. Yeah. Well, it's a little different, but that's that's that raises a question: Is that fair? Like, just because someone's been on TV, uh, now he's more recognizable. And if Michael Irvin, you know, pushes for Hall of Fame, obviously, you know, Michael Irvin gets in. Right. Da da da. Right. Like, is is that is that fair to assess? Uh, and also, there's every year there's uh, you know more historical players than recent ones. I mean, not more n- numbers wise. I mean, there are some historical. As in, like, not just, like, who people who just retired five or within ten years ago, um, who can also be nominated. So if it's just right. a popularity contest, I think you should save that for the Pro Bowl. Exactly. And that my whole point was, like, if I were to ask an average NFL fan who Jimmy Smith is or who he was, did you know him? They'd probably say no, right? They wouldn't know who, who he was. It depends on how you define average uh, football fan. I mean, I, I do feel he's a he's a he's like a aficionado favorite man. If you if you bring him up, another one uh, maybe it's not fair to compare, or maybe maybe this is a good comparison. Fred Taylor, right? Fred Taylor could be in this conversation as well for Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely! I was going to bring that up next, yeah, because he, I mean, there's players that have came out and said this year, you know, former players that like this guy was one of the tough. He was the toughest running back that we played against, and he doesn't yep. get enough shine, right? And, yep. and he yep. wasn't a household name either for like people outside of Jaguar fans. I don't think a lot of people know Fred Taylor's. Like they would know who yeah. LT yeah. is, right? Who else played when Fred Taylor's day and stuff? You know, even Priest Holmes and um, Clinton Portis, yep. like names yep. like that. People know them, but do they know who Fred Taylor is? It's yeah, it's great they're question. Jaguars. They're Jaguars. That's what it is. I, I mean, yeah, I assume. I assume you know Fred Taylor also not a household name. Uh, I, I ran into, I met some friends in, you know, from in Milan, uh, I just want to say that a couple years ago, uh, <laughs> one of my friends, my friends was there with friends of his from, from Boston, right? Big Patriots fans and everything. I mentioned Jacksonville and they like went apeshit, like Fred Taylor, Fred Taylor, Fred Taylor. Oh, this guy's like, he's like Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest ever. He's the greatest ever. He's the greatest ever. Well, obviously they have the Patriots version of Fred Taylor to look at too, but they were looking back at his Jacksonville career, <laughs> uh, and praising that. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to gauge. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll i never understand it. Even guys who didn't even do much in the league, running backs, you would know, and you wouldn't know Fred Taylor's name or what he did or how impa- impactful he was to the Jaguars and to the league, really. But we don't need to get into that because they'll never get their shine anyways, right? <laughs> and speaking about not getting shine, we've got the NFL.com top 100 players rankings. Um, I I was amazed to see 12 Jaguars on the list. I know, dude. Six on defense. One special team, five on offense. (laughs) I mean, Josh Allen making it on the second year. That was crazy. Um, You know, CJ Henderson on the list, even though he hasn't played yet. It was (laughs) was really impressive. I mean, they they really, like, had a great... No, they didn't didn't give a nod to the Jaguars at all. Right? Jaguars were absent from the list. Gone. Nada. Don't exist. Not even a team. Every pass rusher in the goddamn league was on it, except... Josh Allen, right? Yeah, yeah, and well, in I guess NFL, the NFL would would say, hey, 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 we gave you Calais Campbell to that list, but it's your fault for letting him go. <laughs> and Calais was just unstoppable last year, man. Just the best player on the Jaguars, no questions asked, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. I because I bet if he was a Jaguar still, I don't know if he would have made that list. Just saying, just throwing that out there. I, I optimistically think if the NFL and like the greater public eventually 
acknowledge the presence of the Jaguars, then I would I would be less enthused to be a Jaguars fan because now there's no one to fight. That's, <laughs> you know, that's true. Like, who needs validation? Why would I? I don't want validation. I want to. I want to be the underdog forever. I kind of. We're we're going to be the underdogs forever until we do something <laughs> for a couple years straight again. You know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this and, season it starts. And this season is going to be interesting. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, also for the last couple months, a heightened wave of protests, uh, regarding the black lives matter movement. Uh, we got, I, I see people on Twitter saying like, Oh, I'm done with the NFL, right? If like, if, if the NFL is going to allow people to kneel and they're going to not let me into the game because of this, you know, imagined virus, or whatever, then like, screw it. You don't want my money. You don't get it. Uh, and this stuff pisses me off, man. Like, I, uh, you know, I don't want to get too personal with these people. I mean, I feel like, you know, everyone feels like they have their own reasons for what they say and what they do. But, right. Oh, it's, you could argue the other side. You could say the NFL is going like headstrong into a season without a clear <laughs> plan as to how it's even going to carry out this season. Yeah, they're um, just going to start and just hope for the best, maybe, <laughs> with everything. Because there's going to be a lot of drama around, you know kneeling and stuff for sure and if people don't want to watch i mean it's easy as just not watching it should it shouldn't go past i mean that sounds wrong i was gonna say it should just be about football like we're just you're you're here to watch football they're here to play football outside of that just get rid of your personal beliefs like believe what you want but and let the players believe what they want yeah yeah and i i personally i don't know how you feel i personally support fully players kneeling uh, during the anthem. Um, you know, different leagues have had different stances uh, regarding political displays and that kind of thing. To me, everything's political. Already, the idea that you have, you know, players you're playing, paying millions of dollars and owners who benefit millions and millions of dollars of that, there's politics embedded in that naturally. And to, if players want to <laughs> express a desire to be equally recognized and people are asking for black lives to matter. They're not saying like black lives are better than everyone else's lives. It's like, do they matter? Are they, are they, it, now they're in the territory of antimatter. It's, <laughs> they like, it's hard for some they're not on a particle spectrum that, yet. though. You know, I don't think they have a grasp on it. They're like, well, we matter too. It's like, no one's saying that no one else matters. Like, like doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, people just don't get it, I guess. But I mean, I would take a stand. Why not? There's so many yeah. black players in the NFL and especially the NBA. Cause I know a lot yeah. of people boycott the NBA. I mean, NBA is like mm-hmm. all black people basically. And they're mm-hmm. going to, the NBA has that culture, you know, they will stick up for what they say and then their owners will back them and Adam Silver will back them. And I think mm-hmm. if the NFL did that, things would be a lot better because Roger mm-hmm. Goodell's got, he's got to be on the player side or else things are going to go to, to the shitter. They they will go down very quickly. You know, highly yeah. politicized. We have an election ahead of us and everything. They will they will go down yeah. uh, in uh, raging flames. All right. So we got the COVID lockdown. Right. We mentioned the Marlins already. Um, with with baseball not being in a bubble, already getting suspended for uh, infections, and there hasn't really been talk of an NFL bubble. And I'm curious as to what this means for the NFL season. So what I'd like to do is to play a game. And this game is called Take It or Leave It. Right Now, uh, I need to ask you, I said, uh, are, are you, uh, do you identify as a man? Yes. 
Okay. Do you identify as a man who occasionally places money wagers on the outcome of sports games? Um, well, if you have time for a quick side story, <laughs> I've probably bet on since the NBA and NHL came back, probably 100 to 200 games of betting. <laughs> uh, we're, we're recording right now, and I'm, I'm over here trying to check scores because I have some bets on the line right now. <laughs> Okay, I was leading up to like, are you then a, a betting man? But it I sounds like you are man. a betting man, like on I'm verge of need of an intervention or some shit. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, I one eight hundred. I have a gambling problem, but it's not, it's not <laughs> okay. a problem yet because I'm I'm doing a, quite a bit of winning. So let's play this game. I might. All right, let's play this game. All right. So, uh, do you want to? Here we go. We can go two ways. Actually, okay. Here we go. I'm. I want us to set an arbitrary money amount that would be like appropriate to bet on on a question. Like I understand it's always arbitrary. You can vote on, on the Super Bowl. You can you can vote. I mean, so you can bet like five dollars. You can bet five hundred thousand dollars. Right. Um. But the, the stakes are different, right? So I want I want to do kind of a take it or leave it bet, and it's basically like if you're gonna, I, I give you a line. If if you believe this thing's gonna happen, this is the amount of money you're gonna put on that. Okay. So say five hundred dollars. Is that cool? Is that is that low? Is that high? I don't know. You tell me. Well, what if I were to say how much I would actually bet in real life to your questions, like personally? Okay, good. I'm a betting man. Oh, love so. it. Okay, you're a betting man. All right, here's the deal. So in that case, you so the first response is going to be take it or leave it, right? Are you are you even interested in betting for this thing? Okay. All right, and then and then if you choose to take it, for how much would you bet? Is that cool? perfect. Let's let's gamble. All right, let's do it. Let's roll the dice. All right, number one, the NFL starts the season on time. I would probably bet, if it was my own money, $100. Actually, I'd bet, yeah. I'd probably bet $200. Okay, you're t- take it at $200. i am taking it, definitely taking it. No way I'm leaving it. All right, um, next one, NFL season completes all 16 games per team take it or leave it this one's a little tougher but i think i would take it i think the nfl means a lot for one this country and out of any sport if they're gonna make it happen i think the nfl will make it happen of course there's a lot of like the traveling and stuff and we have to see how it goes with covid testing and you know the we don't know what the future holds you know in winter they say this this thing could get worse but I would take it, but only for $20. Ooh, okay. So you're not as confident that way. Not, not very confident. Not All as right, confident. here's one. Uh, one of the theories is that, hey, even if they, like, you know, plug through the season and stuff, they're going to have to do these, like, new rules where you can update your roster, like, the whole year. Like, they're, like, basically, like, no trade deadline. You can pick up people off the practice squad, like, like several layers in. Um, it might even remember, it might even... Uh, resemble past eras during like lockdowns and strikes and stuff where they had to get kind of desperate for for reserve players. Okay. Take it or leave it, the Jaguar starters by the end of the season are 50% different from the start or more. Like at least half of the starters on the Jaguars team at the end of the season are going to be different than the beginning. Okay. Well, so are you talking about due to COVID? 50% 50% of the roster will be different or just because some of them are playing like shit and they need to get some swaps in? Well, I, I guess both of those count here. Right. Um, 
50 percent like at least half or is like unrecognized not unrecognizable as in like you know no namers necessarily but but not the same people that we started with hmm this one's tough i think i'd leave it yeah this was a tough one yeah i i think i'd leave it i just you never know what's gonna happen and this team's in like half rebuild half we don't know what the hell is going on in this covid world and i mean the franchise is already you know kind of a dumpster fire itself you know yeah and then on yeah. top of that we have covid and who knows how things are going to go and we don't even know what the jaguars plan is if they lose a couple games they might start swinging players just seeing what they have and then you know plan for a uh, top five pick and grab a quarterback and move on so i think mm. i'd leave it here's one that might be already answered by a very previous question but here's an idea that some teams finish but others don't. It's kind of like you know the Marlins got suspended for a while. The FC Dallas didn't even get to the MLS's back thing. Some teams finish, others don't. And don't forget the NBA as well, right? They played the majority of the season. They saw who had playoff contention hopes. They brought in the teams for the Western Conference was like more than the Eastern Conference. Whoever had potential playoff yeah. hopes to mm-hmm. continue, um, take it or leave it. That basically some teams wouldn't finish the NFL season. I, I honestly don't think there's no way that they either all finish or mm-hmm. none of them finish is how mm-hmm. I would look at it. It would, wouldn't it just be weird? Like if some teams just couldn't finish because of COVID or anything, it just, it wouldn't seem right. And I don't think it would, people would put an asterisk next to it at the end of the season saying this doesn't mm-hmm. count. Well, they didn't play, you know, five, six teams didn't play. Mm-hmm. Or they stop playing. So why does this playoff or why does this Super Bowl even mean anything? Like it shouldn't even count. Yeah. So uh, you're saying leave, leave it. That, like no matter Definitely. what, they're all the teams are going to finish. They got to finish. They have. They're going they to go through measures to do that. Okay. Right. And if they don't, if a couple of them can't finish, I think they might just cancel the season. I mean, that would suck if you're like week thirteen. The Jaguars are twelve and zero. <laughs> well so yeah that's that's what i mean though like so say you can't finish because of covid and there's a team that's yeah 11 and 2 right mm-hmm. and and so then you get screwed over because next draft you get seated at the bottom because of your record <laughs> and you didn't get to play for a super bowl yeah. you, you were like you're like socially responsible all your players were isolated from their own families for the sake of the team finishing and everything and you just get slapped in the face as punishment right yeah see I, you're opening you're opening my eyes a little bit i'm you're kind of scaring me now i don't know are we gonna finish the season i fucking hope so dude it's, it's gonna be a tough battle especially with winter coming up and stuff so we can okay. just hope for the best i'm very excited for this next one uh fans go to a single game take it or leave it anywhere in the nfl or just jags anywhere in the nfl so I've heard a couple teams already have uh, decided no fans, right? You've heard that too? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Giants. I can't even remember the other names. I, I know the Giants are one for sure. Maybe the Ravens or something? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. I think there's three or four of them, though, that are saying no fans. And I don't know. I It just doesn't seem realistic that fans will be able to attend games, right? Mm. So I'm I'm going to be in Jacksonville around week one, right? And our plan was to go catch a Jaguars game since oh, I've never seen kidding, a game there, man. right? Yeah, week one. 
So my girlfriend wanted to buy tickets and stuff. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, let's hold off. And I told her this a couple months ago. And she's like, what about now? And I'm like, I, I just don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't know. So I'm really hoping there will be fans at the games. Cause I will be one of the fans. Week one. <laughs> so crossing my fingers, but it just, to me, it doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. You know, it, I don't, I don't see it happening. Well, here's the bet though. Fans go to a single game across the whole NFL. So basically what you're, what you're betting against here is whether or not the NFL will like actually have a, 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 a consensus rule that like, okay, no, nobody, no stadiums open. So do you think that'll happen? Or do you think that some, maybe someone in like a lesser, uh, COVID hotspot, yeah. I don't know, Green Bay or someone has fans first game, they'll well, really lock down later. Then, then comes the issue of, is it fair? Or is the team getting a competitive adva- advantage mm-hmm. in some way, right? Sure. Like, hey, we can't have yeah. fans, but these guys have freaking, even if it's 50%, you know, they still have fans. It's, yeah. it's definitely different. Yeah. So, like, the playing field has to be equal, too, or else, Oof. right? Or else it would just be weird and kind of unfair yeah. in a way. So, I think i'll leave it and i think an announcement will be made a couple weeks before week one that no fans yeah yeah to me it's, it's i shouldn't be analyzing quite yet but it's kind of shocking that they haven't already like decided finally on some of these things right i, I feel like because yeah. it's creeping up and <laughs> it's here no it's, it's, it's not here. just creeping up it's, it's all, we're already <laughs> this is like the week where you would be out at a bar or some shit and you look at the tv and there's an nfl preseason game on you're like oh my god the preseason's already happened i believe the hall of fame game was was supposed to be uh, one of these thursdays either this last thursday like yesterday yeah yesterday or next week yeah it would have been it would have been here for sure so good gracious all right we're gonna take a morbid turn here um i'm gonna ask you take it or leave it and you may want to refrain from the money part because of the seriousness of this thing but that an NFL player will actually uh, not just become very ill from COVID, but but might be at risk of death, like might die from COVID this year. I don't see that happening. So I, I would leave. That would be leave it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that happening. Just because obviously, people haven't been dying like that, especially at that age, and these guys are extremely healthy guys. They have. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, they have like top class healthcare. They have the best doctors in the world. I just, I don't see it happening. They, with money comes the, you know, the power too. I, nah, nah. Money should be a security blanket. And then also they're, they're so healthy and they're theoretically in shape that their immune system would be able to fight well. What about, I mean, again, this is, maybe we take the whole money thing out of it right here, but. Like uh, I, I think some of these linemen and stuff might be at risk if they if they had COVID that turned pneumatic like uh, pneumonia or whatever. Yeah, um, why, why do you say that? Obesity, obesity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obesity is one of the major what do they call it comorbidities. But are they considered right. like what what makes what defines obese? Weighing four hundred pounds. <laughs> I know, but these guys are, they're, they're in shape and they're healthy. I, I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, right. They're healthy guys. I mean, they probably, they That's eat well, point. they just eat a lot, you know, but they, they're they doing, were built that way, you know, you know? a lot of aerobic and anaerobic, uh, as well. I, I just, I, I, you know, you hear the stories about like the linemen hall of famers who retire 
and they're accustomed to such a big diet just to for all those calories burnt playing the game right. that when they're not playing the game and they continue those eating habits that the, a lot of these guys die early man I don't know why I'm being so morbid today but it's just it's the <laughs> yeah, truth dude like sense. freaking Reggie White like big big stars so I don't know yeah you're right but I mean on that point though what about the coaches and stuff a lot of these coaches they're they're pretty old man and this is the next one. This is the next uh, point oh, here. So oh, again, yeah. not betting money. We're not trying to trivialize this. This is like a serious question yeah. as we look towards <laughs> yeah, the season. Everybody's, you know, we're all excited for football to return, but, you know, obviously we don't want anything to happen to anyone. Um, that do you think, do you think an NFL staff member or coach might die from COVID? I'm talking like a single person. I, I don't see it happening just because the whole, you know, money and healthcare thing and, you know, they have the resources, but I think, do think they're at way higher risk and i think if a coach or someone gets sick and like it's it's not just one of those oh yeah i'm doing just fine i'm at home resting it's like you know they're hospitalized and they're fighting for their life i think that the nfl could take a big turn and be like hey we had to shut this down like right it just yeah. depends how how serious it is if it does happen but yeah definitely for older coaches especially in the nfl like think about how many coaches aren't a NFL staff in basketball, you know, you have three, four coaches, hockey, a couple, baseball, a couple, but in football, I don't even know how many, but there's like, there's definitely more than 10. The full staff. Yeah. A, they got assistance. There's so many. Yeah. There's different teams. There's the, you know, medical team, medical teams, know, there's trainers, offensive line coach, the everybody. quarterbacks coach, yeah. the backs coach, the secondary coach, the defensive backs coach, you know? So it's, it's a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is, like, okay, so all these teams are taking measures to keep their players distance right now. Eventually, uh, if the season starts, there's going to be situations where, like, just psychologically, people <laughs> dismiss the measures. Like, or, or they have to for the sake of the game. So playing the game, um, you're, whoever you're up against, whoever's guarding you, whoever you're guarding, uh, pretty high risk of transmission because you're next to each other, you're breathing the same airspace. So even outside, outdoors, you know, if, enough droplets and aerosols in your mix that you could you could uh, easily uh, definitely contract. And this is largely time of exposure. So the fact that you're guarding each other the whole game adds to that. Now on the bench, people can be sitting next to each other. Um, you know, sometimes emotions will get the best of you. You'll wind up, you know, hugging someone, kissing someone, slapping someone on the ass, whatever it is. <laughs> and, and, and there's going to be more intimacy there as there always is with players. But I mean, I know everybody's doing their job to stay sort of distance and to wear masks and that kind of thing. But you got to wonder what are the situations, whether it's in a locker room or, or, you know, the bus ride or whatever it is that would potentially put some people at, in harm's way. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely understand that. But I mean, I feel like if you do do what you can hold yourself accountable outside of football and, you know, outside of actual playing and, you know, the butt slapping and handshaking and stuff, then everything mm-hmm. should be fine. Like I, I get it. Like that stuff's going to happen. It's sports. If without it, it's, it won't feel right. But mm-hmm. like outside mm-hmm. of football, don't be going out, you know, hold yourself accountable. And you know, the NFL, you know, NFL players, they love getting in trouble. So it yeah, might dude. be rough, dude. Cause you, they Jaguars, they London, want. 2018. Jeez, yeah, for real. Or just twenty twenty Telvin. People, <laughs> NFL players love getting in trouble, man. So, yeah. I wonder I, if Dak will have a COVID clause in his <laughs> whatever upcoming contract. 
man. All right, next one. Uh, bring it back to Jaguars players here. Um, take it or leave it, and we gotta we gotta hear a money wa- wager on on this one. Um, that Yannick Ngakwe plays at least one game, and I guess that means at least like a play. <laughs> I'd leave it. I'd bet a thousand dollars that he doesn't play. A thousand. One thousand dollars. Nice. All right, I'll go to the books and put my like twenty bucks against those odds. One thousand um can you expand on that <laughs> what do you think's working right now with the yannick situation i mean you still see him on twitter man he doesn't want to play actually did you see um jimmy smith kind of going in on him a few days ago yep mm-hmm. you saw he's like oh if he doesn't want to play then screw him he's like you got a lot of people that love you you know me too and yeah you know if you can't show respect mutually blah blah yeah exactly um, Jan, is, he's kind of a drama queen. Like I said, I'm over it. So I think we're ready to move on. But we're going to, if we're not getting anything in return, then he can just sit on the bench and vibe out there. I don't think he'll play. What do you think? You think he'll okay. play? Uh, I, I think, I, <sighs> I don't see it happening. It's just, think about it, dude. Think about all the shit that's happened. You think he's going to play? You think they're going to let him play? You think they want him to play? So apparently he can't opt out COVID-wise. Because if, if you opt out with COVID, and this is the thing, right? The NFL, I actually I do commend the NFL for at least having a COVID opt-out. I mean, based on how how many announcements have been made and pre- preparations and everything, relatively the NFL is behind. Very much behind. Like the fact that they're yeah, even yeah. expecting a no, season to start are. on time and all this stuff is very ambitious. It's almost, I feel like they're almost doing like a performative, like, like, oh, we want to, like, let down people slowly. Like, we know nothing's <laughs> going to actually work out this year. But we're going to, like, trick them and think that they they think that we did everything in our power to, like, avoid this, you know, whatever season. So, apparently, if you opt out, it, it like, preserves your, your like, veteran status. Like, you accumulate a year and whatever the benefits that, that has. and But your contract is, like, it's, like, just frozen. It just starts up next year again. Okay. Okay. But for Yannick, apparently, he would... Like, his whole franchise stuff, like, franchise tag, would just restart next year. So, like, the Jags would just, like, tag him again next year. So, it'd be, like, a whole year of this, like, uncertainty and who knows what the next step's going to be, um, I, I, apparently. And I don't know how it would work if he, like, said, oh, yeah, you know what? I apologize. I'm going to play. And then he tries to pull, like, a Ramsey-ish back problems thing to force a trade or something. But saying that he was being a good guy and like playing and all, all this, uh, and if he would use COVID as a reason without opting out, I don't know legally how much of that is is sort of like permissible uh, for him. So I, I'm honestly I don't know, man. I'm kind of frozen. I'm I I'm not a huge fan. I mean, some some takes by some Jaguars broadcasters whom we don't necessarily like. <laughs> uh, uh, I've heard some. <laughs> Mm, let's say they might have a prejudiced uh, leaning, it sounds. Like, certain players are, like, ungrateful thugs and blah, 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 blah. I'm not really a fan of that. I do believe Yannick yeah. is fighting for his self-worth, and I support that totally. So, with that in mind, I, I still don't buy the argument that, like, oh, how he walked away from potentially $19 million last year. How could he walk away from $17 million franchise tag this year? Money's money. If you care about your family, you should be getting this money now. No, I don't think that that's the way the business works. I think that he does have at least some leverage that he need, he's he's wanting to, out of his own self-respect, to fight for. So 
being able to predict whether or not it would be smart to play a season this year. I mean, how much are players guaranteed? What if they start they start the season and then the, the league has to cancel four weeks into it? Crush everybody. It sucks. They have to cancel four weeks into it. Are players guaranteed like their base salary for the whole year at that point? In that case, he damn well should be signing that tender and <laughs> playing four games <laughs> and then walking away with $17 million. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to get it elsewhere. That's true. I You think he's thinking that deep, though? I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, everything's just different now, especially with COVID. I hate to keep bringing COVID, COVID, COVID up, but like yeah. it changed everything, dude. It changes the pay, how they get paid, where they're gonna stay. You're talking about frozen contracts and stuff. Like, yeah, it's and like who knows if they're even gonna play. So it's like we're speculating on stuff that we don't even know is gonna even matter in a few weeks, right? So I don't know if it's smart for the Jaguars to say we haven't had any trade inquiries on Yannick or, or serious trade offers I mean it seems to hurt their leverage in some way with Yannick like uh, it, it, sorry vis-a-vis Yannick it gives them power because they're like hey we can't even move you anywhere this is what you have to do either like sign the tender or not but versus the league it's like it's like oh yeah by the way the product that you know if we're saying is like something we're trying to sell for example right you know, if we're trying to get Yannick um, trying to trade Yannick for value toward, for our team I feel like uh, they're kind of diminishing that value by saying there's no serious offers. But I'm curious what you think would be a fair offer or realistic offer that we might see for a Yannick trade before the season starts. I honestly couldn't even tell you because what are we going to do? We're going to grab more picks, right? I mean, maybe a pick and a player, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know where we'd go for a player. And I don't, I just don't know what his value is exactly compared to others. Because you, if you think about it, Jadavion Clowney still hasn't been signed, correct? Man. And that's, Same. you know, he was a number one pick. So if you yep. think about that, just kind of makes the yeah. Yannick situation even worse. Like, why would we even want to trade for this guy and then have to pay him a ton of money? And there's still people like Jadavion Clowney sitting on his ass. So, Man. It, it's tricky. I don't know what's going to go on with him. I... I don't. I just kind of put him in the rear view, and when we got chasing, yeah, you know, it's time to move on. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next uh, item here on take it or leave it. We only have two left. First, last, the penultimate take it or leave it. That Gardner Minshew indeed has a breakout season, and I know last year was a breakout in some ways, but this is like a solid, like full season, you know. Uh, decent stats. He he enters that conversation where people are saying, "Hey, who are the who are the quarterbacks to take seriously around this league?" And people say Gardner Minshew, which of course up to this day they don't. <laughs> no, they do not. They do not take him seriously at all. I think he does have a breakout season. I would. You're gonna take it. I, I don't. Yes, I would take it. I wouldn't put a ton of money on it. Maybe like fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. But okay, so we're pretty low. We're, yeah. we're pretty low just because. I don't know. It's something about. You see how the league treats them, right? They put Kyler Murray in the top 100. Gardner, they probably wouldn't put in their top 300. Mm-hmm. He's he's overlooked. He's He was overlooked for rookie of the year. He was obviously overlooked in the draft. People just see the Minshew magic. Like, they think his whole game, see that Minshew magic thing? I think it gets twisted. They think, oh, this is like some magician. He makes these plays once in a while and kind of like looking at it as lucky in a way, mm-hmm. you know? And they don't think he's actually skilled. And, like, the things he does, he's for real. You know, they think he's a fluke. They think he's a fluke. Yeah. yeah he's I mean, a Doug Flutie. He, yeah. He's not He's not perfect. I'm, 
he, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not very big, mm-hmm. but a lot of, a lot of guys aren't very big and a lot of guys don't have strong arms and he put up better numbers than a lot of guys. I don't know. Yeah. He seems real to me. Are the pieces around him going to be there to support him and lift him up and make mm-hmm. him look better? That's, that's what I'm thinking about. And I think they can, I think DJ Chark's going to be really good this year. I really do. I think Chenault's going to help out a lot. I don't see why he doesn't have a breakout year. He takes care of the football, too. The number one thing. Takes care of the football. He makes good decisions. I don't think he loses you games, is what I'm saying. So, mm. breakout, But do you think maybe. that the, the team around him not being supportive enough would make him look bad, that he, he just wouldn't enter those serious conversations about QBs around the league? I, it's definitely a factor, though, because, I mean... Blake Bortles wasn't good in 20... I mean, he was decent, but we all knew he was just a average to below average quarterback, but because his team, the team around him was good, you're winning games, and he's putting up decent numbers while you're winning games. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, he ain't that bad, you know? Yep. If the Jaguars are good and Gardner's even playing decent, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Gardner Minshew's going to keep starting. Like, if we went 12-4 and four mm-hmm. and Gardner played... Even average, they'd be like, yeah, we have to keep them. So that leads to the final take it or leave it that the Jaguars have a winning record. Ooh, don't do this to me. I'd have to leave. I'd have to leave this one. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't see them having a winning record. That'd be nine and seven. I mean, that's not, e- wow. it's not easy in the NFL to go nine and seven because nine and seven means you're either in the playoffs or you're really close to playoffs especially this year with the new format so yeah i i don't see it happening as of now probably because i haven't you know seen us yet so wow but i i don't see it i mean in our predictions i think i had them winning like four games so yeah yep all right um, all right, so let's take a let's do a review quickly of our take it or leave it rounds here with Asad. So you said that the NFL starts the season on time. You said take it for two hundred dollars, and I had yeah, take it. So boom, we uh, I predict I predicted correctly. This is it's not my take or leave. It's I'm predicting what 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 you would say. Right. NFL season completes sixteen games per team. You took it at twenty, um, and I also said take it. Uh, ah man, I personally, this one's personally, tough, personally, I would probably leave it. Yes. You think so? Wow. And I, but I can't tell you what would happen. Like I can't predict if they just like cut shit off early, or they see who's in playoff contention by November, and then that you know I, I can't tell you. Can't tell you. Okay. All right. Um, you know, would they do some last minute? Would they delay the start of the season and then do like a last minute, like oh let's do an MLS, MLS is back for the NFL? Like everybody plays group play. They play like a total of eight games or whatever, and we have playoffs or some shit. Okay. I, I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, all right. Jaguar starters by the end of the season are at least half different, like at least fifty percent different than from the beginning. You said leave, and I also had you had to leave. Yeah. That that we, we think that the most of the Jaguar starters starters will be the same at the very end of the year, no matter what happens, like COVID wise or delays or roster changes or whatever. Right. All right. Um, we had the next one was some teams finish, others don't leave, and I had you at leave as well. <laughs> oh my god. I, I know you so well. So. How, how do you feel about that one, though? I'm curious. Uh, I, I think I, I would take it. 
at uh, 50 bucks. No. Okay. Um, that I think that once shit hits the fan in the fall and we don't have a vaccine distributed to everybody and half the people don't even want to take a vaccine anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah. That I, th- and then, you know, NFL, right? Doesn't, I guess if they, they would be, I'm assuming taking the vaccine, uh, depends on how many Dwight Howards are playing football these days. <laughs> but I think that it's likely that some teams, at least some teams don't finish the season. Wow. And I think it could be done in a kind of a semi-fair way. Like if they were already out of contention or if they straight up, like out of fairness to the player's health, they just have, they just been rocked by the virus too hard where there's too much of a risk that, you know, like what was the, the Alabama NCAA team, like a third of the team showed up with COVID. Or something, yeah. <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. Um, the bigger questions for me are like, you know, the legitimacy of the season overall, uh, you know, uh, someone, I think one of the Duval Hot Takes commentators was talking about, like, sh- this season, sure, let's say this season happens, but will it be recognized? Like, will it have the weight of of a regular season, in, and, like, in the yeah. least bit? Like, that's that's definitely what I'm wondering as well. That's what I was saying. Is there going to be an asterisk? Is, are people going to mm-hmm. say, this, this counts, this didn't mean anything? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That, that and a big know. a big question is draft order and all these jokes about like oh the Jaguars are going to tank or such such teams going to tank for Trevor Lawrence or whatever but like what if all that gets dismissed and you just use draft based on the last year's draft order that'd be sweet right or if it gets randomized <laughs> or weighted and ram- randomized maybe kind of NBA style oh uh, some kind of lottery kind of thing based on records and yeah. stuff yeah could be yeah. Uh, alright um, next one fans go to a single game I had you at take and you left it. Prove me wrong. I love it. I love it. What do you um, think? I think you're right. Like, yeah. I, I oh, I, I don't think fans are going to single game. No. Yeah. I don't yeah. see it happening. Um, it just doesn't seem realistic. So I, I agree with you. But I, I don't know how that's going to, how this is going to come about. Because the NFL should have already said that like months ago. And that, that's what like, we were in just their talking plan about. Because we're like, shit, <laughs> the season is starting like now. Someone has to yeah. say something. And I, I can't tell if they are they just being this sort of like blind optimistic or are they kind of like again like I said letting us down letting fans down slowly. If it's the blind optimism, um, a la certain people in positions of leadership today, it's kind of like oh we'll speak it into existence as long as we say oh yeah no 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 NFL is going to be okay. We take the, the appropriate social distance measures. You can buy your tickets. You'll we have twenty five percent capacity. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There's a magic that's going to work out. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be hard doing like half capacity anyways because then season ticket holders are going to want priority over seats mm-hmm. and stuff stuff like that, you know? They're going to be like, well, we're season ticket holders. We we definitely should be able to be there. And other people will be like, well, I've got my tickets here and then and I don't know how they're going to oh, do yeah. it. I just don't know. Back to our morbid turn. So this is the one where we were asking if, if first if an if a NFL player would die from COVID this year. I mean, we obviously don't want this to happen. Um, but it's a serious concern, so we're talking about it. And then would, would an NFL staff or coach member die from COVID? I had you at both leaves, and you left both of them, um, which is good. It's optimistic. Uh, uh, you know, hey, man, the stats are out there. Uh, morbidity rates is different in different parts of the world. Depends on treatment. Depends on, like, you know, when you were tested and uh, age and comorbidities and vulnerabilities, all those kind of things. Uh, I think it's – I think it is – reasonable to prepare for an NFL staff or coach member to die from COVID this year. If, if there's a season happening, I think yep. that's a reasonable consideration. And I think that to ignore that would be irresponsible on the league administration side. Mm-hmm. So I hope it doesn't happen, but I think to ignore that would be irresponsible. 
All right, next one we had uh, Minshew. Um, breakout, uh, take and take. Ticket for 50 bucks. I hope so. I think it's going to happen. I think I think actually Minshew's handling this whole situation kind of ideally. And he's taking it like it's a serious year. I'm sure subconsciously he knows if this year is kind of a wash, or if they have to cancel halfway through, or if it's not, if the whole asterisk scenario happens, it's not considered like a legitimate season. Yo, he knows it's his time to shine. <laughs> he's yeah, not gonna. He does. He's not gonna back down regardless. And then, there's gonna be a lot of players that are similar to Minshew's case, probably in lower rankings though, like unsigned free agents, um, you know, practice squad players who they knowingly take the risk of COVID or whatever um, to to try to get their light and the or to try to get some limelight this year. Which is actually really smart, and for especially for Gardner because he knows. I think he probably knows that if things don't work mm-hmm. out, he can get a backup role somewhere. Because based on one good season, really, you know, he could play a backup, but he wants to be a starter. And I think he's he's gonna play with mm-hmm. the chip on his shoulder because he wants to be the quarterback of this team. Oh yeah, I agree. All right, last one, final one. Take it or leave it. Uh, we asked, will the Jaguars have a winning record? So betting that the Jaguars have a winning record, you said leave it. Not gonna take it. You're predicting them at a losing record, um, and this is where I'm surprised because usually you're more optimistic than I am uh, regarding <laughs> the Jaguars. I would say, generally speaking, although we're both fairly optimistic. Yeah, I th- I think the Jaguars will have a winning record. I think that the amount of things being shaken up in the league right now with COVID and all this kind of stuff, that whatever whatever season format happens, whether it's seven games or sixteen, whether it's a World Cup round or <laughs> or like a uh, pre 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 post pre game season whatever <laughs> I think the Jaguars uh, I think because of that uncertainty that it's teams like the Jaguars with young enthusiastic people with nothing to lose players just wanting to prove themselves that's that's the kind of team that wins in a season like this okay that's good reasoning I, I still don't see it happening but it makes sense I hope so I hope I, I, <laughs> I mean hope I hope so. we have a winning record. <laughs> Is this one of those bets where you like you avoid from placing it, right? Or you like bet against <laughs> your bet team against or something? But hope. Like, hoping you lose yeah, money. Hoping like, you lose. Like, yeah. I, I would be happy if I shelled out, you know, this two hundred bucks, whatever. I definitely <laughs> would too. I'll take a, a winning record and a playoff game for two hundred. <laughs> I'll pay you two hundred dollars if we go to the playoffs. Goodness. <laughs> Man, well, thank you for participating uh, in our take it or leave it game. We, you are a, you're officially a winner. You won. I, I think undefeated. maybe we should go over these in a few months, huh? See see where we yeah, stand. Yeah, we revisit them. Right? That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, any other notes? Anything else uh, on your mind as we approach this NFL season? Really not. Just the Jag- just Jaguars just don't get any recognition. It's just starting to irritate me, I guess. I guess it's always irritated me, but I don't know. You know, Gardner Minshew's like a 68 in Madden and no recognition on the NFL top 100, which I, I kind of understand, but players vote on this stuff, which means that players don't think we have anyone that notable to be in the top 100. And it's kind of a respect thing. Cause I, like JJ Watt, I think sometimes he gets in like based on respect, uh, like respect other players have respect for him and the Jaguars don't have that. And we need to change that. You know, we got to be better. I want us to have a winning record. I really do. And now that football's about to start, getting a little nervous. And I just hope everyone stays healthy. 
you know, from COVID. And I hope we get we get a full season. And I hope the players hold themselves accountable and hold each other accountable. Team teammates should do that. Do this for each other, right? Like, hey, man, you shouldn't be going out and stuff. Like, we we have a job to do, and we have, you have to take it serious. Everyone should take it serious because they are in the NBA, so they should take notes. Obviously, we hope for the best. Um, you know, it would be disappointing for anything to kind of go off the rails a bit, right? So whether or not we have like a freaking COVID outbreak on a team or or whether, you know, people don't get the chance to play, um, trying to avoid those yeah. situations. Just hope for the best, man. Be optimistic. Yep, there it is. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we, that's what we needed. That's what we needed. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to The Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley. You can follow me at Weldbrown, W-A-L-D-B-R-O-W-N. And I'm a said at that young a said. Figure out how to spell it, and we will be podcasting way more often. NFL is back. Hopefully here to stay, too. Yeah, I will leave that. <laughs> no, I'll take it. I'll take it for like five months. Oh, All right, man. Good stuff. Go Jags. Yeah, go Jags. Mm-hmm.